Davis brilliantly. Gunston, Burgoyne to put them in front. He doesn't miss. He's kicked three. Hawthorne back in front. Boundary throw in. Hale body to body with Sandilands. A remarkable athlete. Knocked it to the wrong man. Bruce. Bruce goes through and kicks a goal. Still with Rioli. Real chance. Hawthorne are in now. Rioli pinpoint. Kick the full forward. Burgoyne with Mackey. What a big play. Burgoyne gets it back. Gunston's got four. And they're coming now. Hey folks, welcome back to Hawthorne Obsession. I'm Marcus and uh, and my uh, co-host on this show is Michael. Michael, um, it was... I guess we went along last Sunday hoping for an amazing result and I guess in some ways uh, got a bit of a, re- a sort of reality check as to where we are at the moment. Um, it was it was still an enjoyable day. We we learnt lots of things. The weather was lovely as well too. We were uh, sitting out there in the open for some of the time. So, Michael, uh, your thoughts on uh, last Sunday's adventure? Uh, yeah, well, I agree. It was uh, a bit of a reality check. But having said that, you know, I think when we spoke in our first few episodes this season, we talked about how we didn't really have very high expectations, but occasionally we were going to see some really good performances and sometimes we were going to see some not-so-good performances, which just tends to happen with a, a young group, with a really inexperienced group. So the first three rounds, we, we saw some three really solid performances, two wins and a, you know, a pretty admirable loss. Um, but yeah, I think last weekend was against St Kilda was just the other side of it where nothing really seemed to click. Uh, none of the young guys, well, a, a couple of them, which we'll get to later, but uh, played pretty well. But most of the young guys didn't really perform very well uh, against St Kilda. So yeah, uh, I think those sorts of performances are to be expected from time to time. But you know, there were still some positives. Uh, there always are. So uh, yeah, I, I, I thought another learning experience on this rebuild that we've got under Sam Mitchell. I know. And I, I think, I mean, last weekend we were talking about the Hawks and, you know, we're getting a bit carried away. And, uh, you know, but that's okay. Hawthorne supporters do get carried away and they're allowed to because we're in the business of winning premierships. So any sniff of something happening, we uh, get a bit excited, naturally. I was, um, I guess, I guess last Sunday, it was, when we were watching the teams, I thought uh, it was a bit like, it was a bit like, I mean, a lot of people have been referring to 2006 as a bit of a sort of a reference point for Hawthorne supporters and, and where their players are at. You know, sort of a mix of young blokes who've got something and some senior players who have also still got something to go. Um, but, you know, against a team which, a, a way more experienced team, it was pretty obvious that we just sort of lacked a bit of that something extra that we've been showing the first few rounds. I mean, let's not forget, I mean, half the team have played less than 50 games. In fact, I think we worked out about six of those players have uh, played less than 10 games. So <laughs> we're, we're in a pretty good position. And uh, Aaron McClarkson used to always say back in the day that, you know, these sort of those sort of experiences against, you know, stronger-bodied players with more experience are unbelievably good learning opportunity and uh, I guess I see it as a as a learning opportunity for our young blokes Michael yeah I agree I think Sam Mitchell said something pretty similar in his press conference um, after the game Um, and something he said that I think is pretty good um, was that uh, he mentioned that it's never as good as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems so whilst we got flogged by what 10 goals plus um you know, I don't think we're that bad. I think that we're just up and down at the moment. We're pretty inconsistent. So, 
you know, on another day, you know, maybe we really would have pushed St Kilda, but yeah, not not to be this time. So I, I think, you know, despite the drop off in the last quarter and the fact that we were, you know, never really in the game, um, there's still a lot to take out of it. So I think a lot of those younger guys would have learnt a lot from from that experience. And you know, it's not like like there are t- sometimes there are games where you know you lose by a hundred points, and hopefully they don't come around too often. Where you sort of turn around and say, "Well, I don't think much really could have been learnt from that, or there wasn't really anything to be gained from that." I don't think this was one of those games, but yeah, it definitely wasn't a very good performance. I, I think uh, one thing that sort of struck, well, I think any Hawthorne supporter watching was that there was just a, a very unusually high number of turnovers in defence. Um, just really poor decisions, just kicking it straight, almost straight to an opposition player inside defensive 50, which, you know, that's pretty much the worst thing you can do. So there were a lot of just giving like giving goals away at different stages. And I wonder if that's something to do with the way that the players have been encouraged to play, just to take the game on and, and try and be a bit creative and, and, and do different things. Um, and sometimes that works and, and sometimes it doesn't. And it really didn't on the weekend. So, yeah, it just wasn't really uh, a very good performance. But I'm sure that there would have been a lot of really good lessons learned. I thought, you know, um, in terms of the younger players, and I guess, you know, on this show and probably most Hawthorne supporters will only really be thinking about the younger players. That's kind of where all our focus is because, you know, that's where the only way we're going to get any sort of success. There are probably only two that had good good games. Uh, one was Mitch Lewis, who kicked three goals five. It would have been good if he was a bit more accurate, but um, you know, he presented all day. I think, you know, um, he took a lot of contested marks. He took a really good contested mark um, in the last quarter. That was sort of the, I think that won the mark of the week. So, you know, he, he had a pretty good game and he's continuing to emerge as a really consistent key forward. And the other one was um, Ned Reeves in the ruck, who you know, he didn't star or anything like that, but I thought he actually played pretty well considering, you know, he was up against two very experienced ruckmen. He was the lone hand in the ruck again. So, you know, like that that's what I mean by saying that there's always some positives. Ned Reeves, Mitch Lewis, two really young guys, both had really good games and showed a lot. So I agree. Um, yeah. I agree. But both those and I mean, um, yeah, Mitch Lewis's mark in the last quarter was a was a blinder. I love that sort of stuff. I mean the fact that he's got the confidence to go for those sort of things. It's just yeah. going to be uh, good going forward. Um, yet, yet one thing, and CJ was pretty good in parts as well too. He wasn't too bad. Um, yeah. You, you talked about uh, some of the mistakes they probably made last week, which they won't do again, hopefully. it's. Um, I, I know you mentioned that we, Hawthorne of Clarkson's, not Clarkson, uh, Mitchell, <laughs> God, Mitchell's encouraged them to be, you know, sort of to play to their strengths, to be creative and try things. Um what we don't want is that creative work on the back line because some of the some of the some of the short passes they made last week were, were dreadful and uh, it's almost as if St Kilda were actually were alert to this is how Hawthorne are playing. They obviously they studied us pretty closely and worked out that you know they like to do this little chip pass out of the background and and get the game moving quickly and uh, they were ready for it. The intercept they I reckon they took so many intercept marks. I think they uh, worked out they were nine or ten goals they got from intercept sort of. Uh, Marks from Hawthorne players doing miss kicks, so yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot, and so they'll they'll alert to us. So I think it's good for Hawthorne. Round four, a good learning opportunity. They won't do that again. They'll be a bit smarter about how they actually, you know, pass the ball from one player to the next. But that's okay. Um, Michael, um, any other players uh, you impressed with last week that sort of stood up? 
Not really. I think I mentioned the two. I mean, it was a 10-goal-plus loss, so, you know, not many good performers in a game like that. But, yeah, uh, really, just Reeves and Lewis. Dylan Moore started well. And then disappeared, he, yeah. Well, he yeah. did disappear. But then, you know, in the last quarter, yeah. we saw that they, they weren't really – nah. he got um, – they were kicking up long and high to him, and he was, he's not a very big guy. So he was just getting outmarked by opponents. Yeah. So, it wasn't good. You know, that, yeah, well, it wasn't really helping. Yeah. And I agree, Jeff was started the game well. I thought he kind of faded out a bit, but um, he, did, he did start the game pretty well. Um, you know, I, I was interested to see um, – not that I'm – really all that concerned about this but i've been seeing uh, like a rolling like different um sort of afl pundits um rolling all australian teams and i've noticed that jeff and Moore have been included in them so wow yeah that that's, that's awesome. pretty good like that's... yeah that it's just that that shows though that um those guys are, are sort of being recognized as being pretty good consistent players so yeah, yeah and and so the, the, you know it's just it's starting it, it, I, I feel like that is kind of the sort of Thing that that shows that it, 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 we're starting to to unearth some some new talent, and and those two guys who only really came into the Hawthorne system a couple of years ago are now really sort of coming into their own. Michael, I was pleased with. I mean, I thought John John Newcomb had a bit of a go too. So I mean, he's yeah. Uh, I don't think he's, he's one of those players who never gives up, and he always gives his ultimate every single time. So I think he's going to be a reliable person going forward. I think he played pretty well. Not not his best game, but I thought he did really well though, considering what was going on around him. The support, the lack yep. of support he was actually getting. So it was sort of a one. Yeah, he was band, good too. A one man band in the middle, apart from Reeves. Um, Michael, uh, now before we move on to the Cats game, uh, it was delightful to see that that Ned Long has uh, got an extension, contract extension to next year. Um, that kid hasn't played a game yet, but there's a lot of vibe about him. And um, is there is he on the he's on on the interchange bench for this week? Is he all the emergencies? I don't think he is. Is he? No, he isn't. No. Um, he has been a couple of times, though. I think, in fact, I think the first three games he was in the emergency list. So they obviously rate him. Yeah. I can't say I've seen a lot of him. I saw him play in a practice game against Collingwood, and I saw a little bit of him in the VFL. Uh, my understanding with him is he um, he's got a lot of good assets. So he's very big. He's one ninety five centimeters, uh, which is, and he's got a big body too. So. That's unusual for a midfield, and he's sort of got a Patrick Cripps sort of body about him. So that's um that's a bit unique. And he goes in hard. He lays a lot of tackles, um, and he, he gets a bit of the ball as well. Uh, my understanding though with him is that uh, he's not quite putting four quarters together yet um, at VFL level. So um, he's probably got a little way to go. But yeah, look, I mean, he's probably in the frame for selection. Uh, he might get selected in the senior team at some point this season. So. Yeah, hopefully he just keeps improving. But good to, I mean, look, the one-year extension, that shows that they clearly see something in him. So that's good Good to see. And he, he was picked up as a rookie too, so wasn't even a high pick. So um, that that's that's all positive. So hopefully, um, you know, he, he gets a game later this year. Exciting stuff for the Hawks. Uh, Michael, uh, what about the, you want to move on to the Cats now, will we, or...? Yeah, might as well. Well, what do you reckon? Um... Is there any, any, any chance we can win on Monday? Um, well, you know, it's sport, so anything can happen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's yeah. a chance, but a slim one, I think. I mean, similar to like, like St Kilda, Geelong have got a very experienced lineup. Um, and you know, usually youth doesn't come up so well against experience. So, 
you know, having said that, I, I, I don't think we're going to get smashed the way we did against the Saints. Um, most of these Easter Monday games have sort of um, turned out a pretty close result, and even last year's did. We had a pretty similar – we had a very young team last year as well. So, um, yeah, there's a bit of an occasion about the Easter Monday clash. So I, I think I think we'll go okay, and I think we'll I, – I, I think we're ultimately going to lose the game. But I think we'll we'll look back and say, hey, you know, we, we saw a lot of really good signs there. We saw some really good highlights, and and there'll, there'll be things to be excited about. That that's my prediction. So I think we'll go down by less than thirty points. But um, yeah, I, I think it'd be very unlikely that we win this game. It'd be a bit of a miracle if we came out and won on Easter Monday. Do you know, so, Michael? Over the last few years, you you mentioned there about the closeness of the games. It's been pretty close over the last few years against the Cats. Surprisingly, even though. Our ladder position and who's in their team, who's in our team has been a bit sort of like mismatch, but still we've managed to, you know, sort of make it a close game. So, look, let's hope something happens similar um, and the weather should be fine for it as well too, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to see the Hawks win, but it does seem a bit unlikely. But, look, as we know, Hawthorne supporters, it's all about the future. It's all about the future. It's looking for those little chestnuts that happen in the game that we go, yep, yep, that's it. That's going to be a premiership player. That's what we're looking for every time Hawthorne sit out onto the field. Um, Michael, yeah. anything else you want to add about the Cats game, or do we move on to the? Well, uh, we this might as well talk about the team. Oh, here um, we go. At, at the time of recording, it hasn't been finalised yet, um, but we can see that the only omission from last week was uh, Ned Reeves. Ah, uh, sorry, not Ned Reeves. Um, Will Day who is unfortunately concussed. So that's a concussion protocol. So he, he'll be out for this game and hopefully not the next one, but we'll see how he goes. Um, yeah, and a few ins. I don't have them up in front of me. Um, from memory, uh, I think it was Tom Lynch, uh, Max Lynch has been added into the squad. So, look, we'll, we'll see what the team looks like. I, on my prediction, and these are usually wrong, to be honest, would <laughs> But um, my, my prediction is that um, I think that uh, I think I think Lynch will come into the side. I think we need that second ruck. Uh, I think that's important. I actually think Finn McGuinness, we didn't mention him, but uh, when he came on as the emergency or the medical sub last week, he, he actually got a lot of the ball. Um, and I think one of the, one of his issues is that he just sort of he seems to rush his disposals a bit and. You know, he just maybe needs to relax a little. There was a, at one point he really could have kicked a goal, but instead, you know, just sort of threw it onto the boot, and it, it was sort of a wobbly old kick that's trailed, um, sailed through for a point. I don't know if you remember that, but um, yeah. So, like, I, I think there's a bit of potential in McGinnis, so I think he'll come into the senior team as well. Uh, and I also think that Tom Phillips might come in. He's been really good at Box Hill, so I, I think he might be rewarded for that. And I think out with Day, as we mentioned. I don't think Daniel Howe really did enough to justify his spot. I, I, I think he might be dropped. Um, and the other one, and this is maybe a big name to be dropped, but I think it might be warranted at this point. I actually think James Warple is in danger of being dropped as well. So um, Warple's been pretty ordinary so far this season. And he had definitely his worst game as a Hawthorne player on the weekend, only five touches. Well, I, I think he and a lot of the other experienced players were pretty ordinary on the weekend. I mean, you'd expect... <laughs> you're not expecting the young players to play every week and put their best foot forward, but the old senior players, you expect them to sort of like, you know, have a bit of a go every time. But yeah, he's had a, he's sort of been a bit hit and miss this year. Warple hasn't been terrible. He's done some good, some good things in the early games, but he wasn't too good last, last Sunday. But look, you know, that happens. 
happens. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably how it'll go. So it'll be three in, three out. But, you know, yeah. rarely do we get any of these right. So um, I think the only one that you can be pretty confident of is I think Max Lynch will return. Yeah, that'll be good. We, need, we one, need that. Yeah. We need him in the team. It's like Absolutely. Yeah. One ruck's not ideal. So... Uh, I yeah. think I think if McAvoy was in the team against the Carlton game, we probably would have won. Just that extra tall to put somewhere yep. else around the ground. But yeah, so we're missing the second tall. It's I mean Reeves doing a remarkable job. In fact, it's a good opportunity for him to actually really hone his skills. But still, you need two ruckman. It just makes it yeah, a bit easier do. for the for him and the rest of the team. Um, now, Michael, is it time for the missile? Is it missile time? Uh, yes, I think it is. Um, Here we go. All right. All right, this is my seat. Now, if you haven't listened to the last one, um, yes. Mike's missile, I'm not going to explain it every time. And I'm not going to do this every week, but it, it's just a, a segment where I go on a bit of a, a little rant about a, a small, petty issue that isn't really an issue at all. It's just a bit of fun. So, um, ready for Michael's missile. Here we go. <laughs> right, so okay. this week... Uh, I've now Tom Phillips uh, and his haircut or his hairstyle. Um, he seems to be going for the hobo look. The and I guess it's it. I get. I think I know what he's doing. It's that sort of like ironic. Like it looks so bad that it's almost good. <laughs> I, I think. I think that's what he's going for because, I mean, he's got the, the really long hair with the beard and the, the horrible fringe. Um, I can, I mean, I don't think anyone, I don't think even he thinks that actually looks good and I don't think he doesn't care. I think it's a style that he's going for and I think he thinks it looks a bit quirky and a bit good, but it doesn't look good. It looks awful. And there's something about like particularly athletes, like running around getting really sweaty with like beards and long hair. That's just, very gross. Like you just think of all that, all the grossness in the beard and the grossness in the hair. And it's just a shocking look. Um, and I really thinking I, I would love it if he just got a haircut. Um, just go, do something about if, if nothing else, just do something about that fringe. That fringe is just hideous. Um, so I, I really sick of looking at that. Um, so especially if he's going to be coming back into the senior side, just, just, have some sort of haircut like that would be nice like when he started Hawthorne his hair was fine but he doesn't seem to have cut it since and it's just gotten worse so Tom Phillips please just just please fix your hair up and fix up your look it's not it's not working Michael's missile taking no <laughs> there's the out as out as well too you want to do it again I'm, I spoke over do it again go alright Michael's missile taking no prisoners Love it. Very funny. Okay, Michael. Uh, folks, uh, actually, he played really well last week at Box Hill. He, him and his brother did really well. So it was good to see no, the last Hawks. two weeks. He's been really good. arguably their best player for the last two weeks. So I think he'll be back this oh, week. Oh, I think he will be too. But that haircut, mm, yes, I know. Yeah, not good. Not, not good. good. Uh, look, folks, anything else, Michael, before we wrap it up? What no, I think that's it. That'll do it. Folks, uh, look, look. We love Hawthorne. We know you do as well too. And uh, we're excited about what happens on Monday and uh, for the rest of the season. We are Hawthorne supporters. We believe in premierships. That's why we exist. We do it. We love it. And we're good at getting them. Folks, can the Mighty Hawks. We'll uh, see you at the footy. And uh, we'll be back on Radio Carum next weekend. Folks, take it easy. Have a great weekend and a great Easter. Take it easy.
Lewis brilliantly Gunston Burgoyne to put them in front. He doesn't miss. He's kicked three. Hawthorne back in front. Boundary throw in. Hale body to body with Sandilands. A remarkable athlete knocked it to the wrong man. Bruce. Bruce goes through and kicks a goal. Still with Rioli. Real chance. Hawthorne are in now. Rioli pinpoint. Kick the full forward. Burgoyne with Mackey. What a big play. Burgoyne gets it back. Gunston's got four. And they're coming now.